really, I think we need to explore ourselves and just see where we need to be and just keep exploring deeper and deeper, never really getting it. The moment you, un- you think you understand it, I'd say the moment you don't get it at all. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Jamie, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure uh, seeing you a um, couple of weeks ago again, or albeit virtually via Zoom on one of your workshops. And maybe we can uh, talk a little bit about um, what inspired those and, and why you decided to offer those subjects in particular. But first, can you tell folks a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Where do you live? And what was your path into Sistema? Yeah, my name is Jamie Lippiot. I'm from Toronto, Canada. I guess I've been a martial artist my whole life. I started, I think my parents put me in when I was four. And I've just been, um, it's been kind of my life ever since. Like my whole um, youthful years or like teenage years, it was just martial arts, like five hours every day. That was my whole thing. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. I used to, I I'd, I'd went through all kinds of different things. A big part of my original training was judo. Mm. Um, I was on the Team Canada went to win like uh, national championships, things like that. Um, wow, didn't know that. Like. Yeah, yeah. And then I started moving more towards, um, actually, strangely, a mix of kind of uh, kind of combative arts like Krav Maga, hmm. and then also more kind of internal arts like Tai Chi and Aikido. And I kind of like that balance between the two. I like the the realism of the Krav Maga, but also the um, internal development and concepts. Um, and fluidity that was uh, taught in Aikido and Tai Chi. Yeah. And I used to spend like hours just like uh, training every day and also trying to find kind of ancient Chinese texts like that uh, with all kinds of kind of hidden clues because a lot of those old books are written kind of in riddles and I'd, I'd listen to different people teach and like find little things here and there that, oh, that's an idea. Um, start to kind of pave my own way to understanding. Of course, I had like a formal teacher too, but I was trying to work that way. And then eventually these paths kind of led me into Sistema. I was actually just, um, I always knew about Sistema, but I thought it was kind of strange at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I was do. actually just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually just looking for, um, you know, I was trying to make my Krav Maga classes um, better and better. And I was starting to go around to different kind of, seminars, different classes, just to more to take unique drills and concepts and ways of teaching mm. so that I could really um, try to make my classes as interesting as possible every time. Like every class to me was a new concept, new, new um, drills, new exercises, new techniques. And it led me into Sistema, which was actually just down the street from my house or like a few minutes drive. Um, so what was the uh, what was the initial connection? How did you did you go looking for Russian martial arts, or did was there some person that kind of formed the bridge? No, I I started first on the some I got some of the DVDs and um, I was just watching them and when I first watched them I thought it was strange, but at this point I I started to realize that there's a lot of things going on that I didn't notice before. A lot of my Tai Chi training kind of helped me to um, notice a lot of kind of internal concepts that were going on. It wasn't as strange as I thought because now I understood more or less what they were doing. And I felt really intrigued by this. And then the, watching more videos, the fluidity and the power and the precision and everything just impressed me so much that I, I went down to, um, there was a camp coming up, one of Vladimir's camps, and I just went down to sign up for that, like right away. Mm. What year was that? What was it? Um, this was... 
Well, I, it's, it's the beginning of 2012, like it was January or something. Okay. I, that I went in. I didn't. I don't know if I signed up for camp that day, but um, it was the 2012 sure. camp. Whenever they, they opened through. up. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. And then um, Vladimir told me to start to, to take a few classes to just to prepare myself for the camp. And I started going and he didn't charge me anything. He just told me to come by. I was doing a lot of other things. Mm. Uh, I'd come by once a week. And after a month of doing that, I just, I quit everything else, got a membership and just started training um, every day. Like I went to every class. Mm. I do private lessons with certain instructors on the days they didn't have two classes. And um, it became my whole life. Like I just, so you went, you went all in pretty much straight away. I went all in. I went all <laughs> in. Like I, I limited my other stuff to just, I would teach on Sundays um, just to make some money. And then the rest of the time I didn't work. I didn't do anything. I just, I wake up in the morning, do, you know, the breath work, practice that. Then I would go to the first class. Then I'd come back, do some, watch some DVDs, stuff like that. And then go to the evening class. Mm. And it was really just, that was my whole life for a few years after that. So like a monastic system of existence, pretty much. You're just yeah, living, living yeah. and breathing and eating it. So when you say you were teaching, so you were still teaching Krav Maga at that time as well? Oh. I was teaching Krav Maga and uh, mixed martial arts. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So so lots to, um, so before you kind of go on from there a little bit, just um, what what led you to put down the other stuff? Was it literally that you just found everything that you were kind of looking for in Systemer and so you just wanted to devote more time to it and there's only so much time? Because um, I've asked the same question to like Martin Wheeler and a couple of other people who are pretty well versed in a lot of different arts. And and for Martin, he said that, you know, he could do 12 different things, right? <laughs> or he could do one thing that was giving him pretty much 90% of everything that he wanted <laughs> plus some plus more things. So for him, it was kind of a, largely a matter of efficiency. And then, then later he, he discovered there were things that Sistema offered that were very, very different to a lot of the other arts that he'd seen. Was it similar for you or was there some other motivation? Yeah, it was kind of exactly what I was looking for. Like I would try to, like the, what we do in Sistema, the concepts of that are things that I would try to apply in my other classes, like in my jujitsu, my judo, um, Krav Maga classes, all these different things that I taught and practiced. Like I would, I'd always tried to study them from that perspective. Like when I would practice the jujitsu technique, everything would always be about trying to breathe and stay calm and move as soft as possible with as uh, little effort as possible or like physical effort. Yeah. Um, and so when I found Sistema, it was kind of everything that I'd been searching for, but trying to kind of figure out and develop for myself. But here was a, an incredible master that was just willing to share everything. So it was really just a common sense for me to drop everything else because the others kind of, as much as I still respect them and enjoyed them, they, they had very little meaning for me to practice anymore because instead of trying to learn that and convert it into the way I wanted it, I had everything that I wanted just straight off. Yeah. And it seems like a more direct pathway as well. You mentioned about studying Chinese classics with a view to trying to understand Tai Chi. And I, I, we have quite a few like internal Chinese martial artists who make the jump over to Sistema down here in North Carolina. Um, and it seems to be kind of quite a common thing that people study and um, they study fundamentals and basics, and then they get to a certain level of practice and, uh, and they're kind of thirsting for more. And they, they come to suspect that their instructors aren't the font of knowledge that they once thought them to be, right? Once they kind of catch up to their level um, and then they start trying to kind of go deeper and trying to look at what it was that, you know, the founders or, you know, the key figures in Tai Chi or Bhagawa or whatever it was 
were trying to get across. And then you end up having to go through these intermediaries, you know, like modern people who are trying to explain it in a new way, you know, in, in without that mm -hmm. kind of Chinese riddle speak that often kind of underlies mm -hmm. a lot of the things in that system, you know, where, um, and sometimes once you understand what you're looking for, you can go back and read those classics, right. And see new things in them, but it's almost like you don't, you don't even know what you're looking for until you've already experienced it. So there's a weird kind of paradox there, right. But with Vladimir, yeah. he just, Vladimir and Michael just tell you, right. And sometimes you're not ready to understand it, but they'll tell you, right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big, um, big change for that. And I, I appreciate so much just, um, Vladimir's openness and just, sharing things and each class for me was like like i learned more than i had in like months in the previous training i was doing yeah and i felt like the first year of my training was like equivalent to the, the 10 years before that of all the other stuff and i still i was training you know hard and i had really good teachers and all these things mm. um so it wasn't anything against that or them but this just it was everything that i wanted to the depth that i wanted to go and I just, I appreciated the fact that like when I signed up at headquarters, you know, everybody was kicking my ass and that was new for me because I had reached a certain level with these things where I was, you know, at the top of a lot of these um, groups, at least where I was. Yeah, sure. I mean, national level judo player, right? That in itself, <laughs> used to used to being on top of the hip a little, uh, heap a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But everything changed so much. And now when I go to spar with friends or wrestle with them like it's so different like they can't do almost anything to me hmm. so it's like everything that all these holes that i had seemed to get kind of put together and at the same time all these different ideas i had um kind of became one solidified thing hmm. and that was why sistema was that for me yeah gotcha actually um um emmanuel who has always been a big uh helped me in my training. He told me once that Michael told him that um, <clears throat> often you see martial artists and they're like a jacket that's like one sleeve is, let's say for me it was judo, other sleeve is Krav Maga, there's like the front part is jiu-jitsu and the back is Tai Chi and they're kind of all sewn together mm -hmm. and it makes something but it's like it's still, it doesn't look that good because it's, you can tell it's different things put together kind mm -hmm. of forcibly. Sure. Yeah, I remember. Him, to um, me, oh, sorry. There you go. No, yeah. To me, Sistema was just a complete thing that incorporated all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember Michael saying, I think it was in the 2010, 2010 immersion camp when he came over and was teaching with um, Vladimir and, and Constantine. And he said that um, often in kind of uh, when people spread bet across a bunch of different martial arts, he said that very same thing. They try and glue together, you know, wrestling and some ground sambo, some ground fighting thing and like uh, boxing and things. And he's like, it's, it's good. It can work. But he said, um, but there are gaps in the seams. And mostly that's because of the way he explained it. He said, mostly because you have to hold your spine in a different way. So he really brought it down to, you know, in boxing, you'll kind of hunch your shoulders forwards and hold, you know, hold yourself ready to strike and move quickly on the feet. Um, in wrestling, you have to kind of lower everything. The spine goes into a different position again. And then when you get taken down to the ground in sambo or jujitsu, you'll, you'll move from the hips and the spine does something else. And so like in his kind of very direct kind of cutting through estimation, he was like, you can't change that quickly between different ways of thinking. And there are gaps and there's like, you know, some lag time when you're trying to switch between holding yourself physically and psychologically in one way and another i'm kind of paraphrasing now but that's kind of what i took from it um i'm saying in systema it's all the same you know you hold yourself 
psychologically and physically the same way you hold your spine and your mind in the same way whether you're on the ground or wrestling or striking wherever it's going to be and that that really took me that whole idea of unity and completeness exactly it was the same for me yeah so so that actually kind of brings us a bit neatly onto um your recent seminars because um we recently reconnected i hadn't seen you for a while because i've been up to toronto for a good year <laughs> um and you started doing these series of uh seminars through your um guy and heart identity company there and um you did three seminars one on breath work from basic to advanced another one on uniting the body um and then the third one on awareness was it i, I, I didn't get yeah, to the one so. awareness awareness yeah and i made it to the uniting the body um, workshop that you took did and taught it over zoom obviously because we're in the middle of a lockdown still right now mostly in the us and uh, canada where um we can't go into gyms and train very easily that way and um and i found it really really fascinating i, I thought you had a really interesting way of putting these concepts of uniting the body across and and a good number of the drills I'd seen in different contexts some I'd never really seen before explained that way um, but the the net effect was very different it had it for me it glued together a bunch of things that I thought were separate and are actually parts of the same whole so I, I thought that was fascinating and before we kind of get into the details of that what um what what motivated you to choose those three subjects and and to offer those workshops like right now in the context that we have um, well, on one hand, I just, I honestly, I miss teaching. Um, I've just been waiting for things to open up and, um, yeah. I wanted a chance to do that, but at the same time, you know, I feel like Sistema community is such a big community around the world. And some people, you know, are fortunate to, to train a lot with great instructors. Some people don't have that. Um, and I just wanted to kind of share, you know, what my experiences were, yeah. um, kind of combining two, um, because I spend a lot of time every year in Moscow training with at Michael's school. Yeah. And then the rest of the year, obviously, I'm training, teaching at, at Vladimir's school. How, how many and times have so, you been over to Russia? So you've been over a few times, right? Oh. Um, and for maybe, long periods, right? Pretty much. Mm. Yeah, I think maybe, I'm not sure, five or six times. I usually go for like two, three months. Yeah, that's, a, um, that's substantial. Like last year, I was there for half the year, for almost six months. Yeah. Um, so I like to, I, I wanted to kind of try to bring these concepts together because it's interesting when you look at the two schools, because in Moscow, they're studying a lot of very, very interesting work, but at the same time, they don't, uh, have the same application that we get in Toronto or schools affiliated just with, with Vladimir. Hmm. And at the same time, people here don't get what they're teaching there because, um, Michael's constantly updating things so fast. He's, he's. Like every few months, uh, it's like a new like Sistema version that yeah. he brings out. And they honestly, to the point where they, they kind of feel like the stuff they did three months ago is irrelevant in comparison. Wow. So it's like, like a new, very, new evolution. It's like they renovate everything that they're doing, like not just yeah, kind of yeah. add on. Yeah. So, and I wanted to, because I've spent time there and I wanted to kind of bring that um, to people that hadn't op hadn't had the opportunity to go to Moscow, or some people that I know have been there, but they didn't really understand it because it's the way it's taught. So yeah. I tried to take that information and bring it together so people could uh, look at it not as two separate things, but as one kind of unified sistema, and um, hopefully understand it, make it a little more down to earth, so people can um, approach it and apply it and start practicing it in their life because I think it's 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 so valuable. Mm. Um, all these concepts. Yeah. I started with those three because I felt that, you know, it's kind of a a really good kind of foundation 
in exploring deeper levels of Sistema. So my goal with those workshops was to um, first provide a little more insight into some of the basics that some people might know, some people might not know, Hmm. and then um, kind of bridge that into building a foundation for people to start exploring like some of Michael's new work and the the deeper internal work that they're doing there, which to a lot of people is very uh, mystical, very foreign and hard to understand. I'd like to take a minute to thank everyone who has contributed to the show, all our listeners, and to everyone who's offered requests, encouragement, and feedback along the way. I also need to ask a quick favor. We have already enjoyed two years of high-quality interviews, insights, and ideas on Systema for Life. We'd like to keep the show going, and we want to keep it open to all, but we need your help to do it. It takes time, effort, and more than little cash to produce a podcast, more than two grand a year at current hosting and production rates. We have no paid advertising, and we do it all off our own backs with help from listeners and generous supporters like you. So if you're a fan of Systema for Life and you get real value from the ideas and the conversations we create, then please take a few minutes now to subscribe at www.ncsystema.com support. Support at whatever level you feel like you can afford. Even $3 or $5 a month is a help. Think of it as buying us a beer or a cup of coffee once a month for our travels. So visit ncsystema.com support and use the buttons on the page to select your preferred monthly or annual support level. You'll receive a confirmation on sign up and you can cancel at any time. Your support really does help ensure the survival of the show. With gratitude, thank you very much. Yeah, so, so one thing that struck me while you were working is that um, you were using slightly different kind of language and metaphor than I've heard before sometimes, right? right? Um, often, sometimes I get caught up and this might be my failing as like a, you know, a, a science-minded person and somebody who was trained in that camp and was very, very focused on, you know, the biomechanics of things and how, how do you look at the physics of the body and how everything fits together, right? But I'm probably not alone in that, especially there's lots of people that have come from other martial arts, um, including like judo and jiu-jitsu, where there's a, where there's a big um, emphasis on uh, just finding angles and finding, you know, kind of dis- degrees of resistance or finding the angles of least resistance rather. Um, and sometimes we can get kind of thrown astray by some of the language that's used. For example, um, the word tension and the word pressure um, and the word weight can mean very different things, right, to different people when they're applied like this. Um, and tension in particular can be quite a confusing phrasing because from a practical standpoint, t- tension can appear when you contract a muscle, right? You're pulling something towards yourself. Um, it can appear when something is stretched out, like elastic tension. And then there can be that kind of latent kind of tension that's within a tissue, right? Uh, especially within fascia or within kind of any object, really, that it just kind of has as it holds itself together with integrity. And then there's like psychological tension and other stuff. And, and I find that sometimes... Um, when it's talked about like, oh, you have too much tension or your shoulder is tense or you're, <laughs> you're tense inside. It's like sometimes it, it, it's used for so many different things that to me, sometimes it's not specific enough to be helpful anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's like if somebody gives you that feedback, like, oh, you're too tense in the legs. You're like, what does that mean? Are they not pressurized? Are they contracted too much in the muscles? Am I, you know, am I off balance? And so um, compensating with some other tension that's going on somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? And I thought you had a really good way of pulling out those phrases and just kind of layering things on. Um, first exploring kind of that integrity to the body and just getting the awareness of the fascia and uh, that it's there in the first place, right? And moving it around and 
feeling the pull on different parts of the body. So to my mind, that's feeling that kind of tensegrity structure in the body. Um, and then you started to work with breathing and how that affects um, that structure and then pressure and how you can push it around at will. And then finally to this idea of shifting weight around, which is really counterintuitive to a lot of people. Um, but by the end of that workshop, I found very, um, very, very intuitive. So do you want to talk a little bit about what your, what your concepts of like tension and pressure are and how they, how your concepts of them might help people to understand um, what's being talked about here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. It, it can be very confusing and, um, it's just it's because these concepts in themselves there's at least the way that they're um, expressed in sistema um there's not really proper words to describe them so we just have to find the best ones that we can that that i guess bring us to the closest we can to the understanding of it yeah um to me tension the way that um, we're told i guess to avoid it to to um, get rid of tension is anything that's that's um blocking or not um, conducive to movement on any level of your body. It could be physical movement. It could also be uh, like blood flow in the body. It can be um, energy movement or even just the state that the psyche is in. Is, mm. it, is it stuck? Like, is it rigid? Is the person um, stuck in a certain belief that's maybe holding them back or are they more open to um, expansive kind of ideas? Yeah. So anytime that we have Something that's that's stuck in one spot and not and not able to move, or it's it's locking something, or it's opposing something else within us. Mm. I mean, this is, I guess, the best way I could describe tension in that way. But if we learn to move this tension or change how we work with it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. It can actually then move into something that I guess we would call power or um, proper structure. Um, even generate movements, different things like that. Um, because to me, the tension is only a problem when it's stuck. When it's not stuck, it's not tension anymore. It becomes something different, like a, maybe a pressure or power. Yeah. As I as I said before. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's so enlightening for a lot of people, I think, because otherwise you just end up kind of looking, staring at this dichotomy of tension and then relaxation as the absence of tension, and and that's. It's a, it's a lot more than that, right? Relaxation is a lot more than the absence of tension, and tension is a lot more than just a bad thing that's to be avoided. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a, yeah, the, there's, yeah. there are gr shades of gray there, and a big spectrum of things that you can do with it. And and of course, Vladimir has described this before, like in different ways. Um, but like sometimes I think the ways that he has described it are um so far ahead of where some of us are working that it's difficult to grasp it, right? Or if you already have grasped some of that within your body, then you're ready to kind of take on the next reference to it that he's giving you but if your body's not prepared for it or you're thinking about it in the wrong way sometimes that i think can fly over our heads <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and and um people a lot of people get caught in that that confusion of understanding what they mean by relaxation and different and people apply it differently people have different perspectives um mm -hmm. to me though i think it, it's hard because it really is the only word at least in english that accurately describes it but still i think relaxation is not an appropriate word to use not that i have a better one yeah. but um yeah it's just it's too open because what happens is a lot of people try to just be more and more relaxed and they end up usually moving quite soft quite nice but they they become empty inside and there's 
very yeah. little power in their body, sure. and it's it's hard for them to really use it efficiently. Mm. Um, to me, the real tension, the real thing that needs to be relaxed is the psyche, and that's really where everything goes. Mm. You know, if someone's, um, let's say, got you in a lock or you know, holding you some way, maybe you have tension in your shoulder, maybe you have tension in your hips or your leg or your arm, um, but really that all of that tension is coming from your psyche and how you're experiencing that hold. Mm. And when you can start to change that and um, release that, that fear, I guess would be the best way I could say it, mm. that's attached to that hold with that, uh, or that position or whatever's happening, then it's very easy to let go of the tension in the body or not generate it uh, to begin with. Mm. Because we don't want the body to be too relaxed. Like it should be able to move. It should be very loose, but, um, but not empty. Yeah. The body should have this fullness, this power, and you can actually use the tension to develop that in a very different way than most people think. But the psyche has to be very relaxed, very calm, I guess would be my, my uh, word that I would use. Hmm. Almost calm. at peace with the situation yeah. as best as you can. Gotcha. So, so how do you think about pressure and weight? How do they relate to tension in the body? Well, if you have, if an area is full of pressure, or at least the way I was describing it, uh, meaning that the body feels powerful, it's very hard to generate tension in that area because there's something else there. So it's like if I'm full, um, there's very little place for something else to be there. Hmm. Like I have a container that's full of something. I can't put anything else in it. There's no more space. It's the hmm. same thing if my body's full. There's very little space or any space for my opponent or even my uh, mind to put tension inside of there mm. because things are, are open, things are flowing, things are moving. Mm. So as long as I can keep that state, it's, it's hard to lock or stop or get stuck in certain places. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and then weight is just kind of a byproduct of that state of kind of relaxation of peace, but in a way that's very functional, right? Uh, with weight, I can generate a lot of power in my strikes, in my movement. Mm. I can move in different parts of my body, but it's it's like relaxation with a purpose. Yeah. Okay. Not just emptiness. Gotcha. So, it's, I mean, as I've understood it before, I've I've learned to use the concepts of kind of shifting pressure around in the body in order to take the place of muscular tension, and therefore you can you know hold a push up position longer. You can do slower squats and things because you can pressurize your legs so that the, the muscles don't have to take up that slack and uh, definitely the ability to when somebody's trying to contort your structure in a practical application sense right if your body stays full it's very hard for them to kind of buckle you or to you know um to lock an arm or to lock a shoulder or an elbow or something like that right it's, it's you can use it in a kind of um stalemating kind of sense fairly easily is is weight one of the things that helps you transition from that state into um, expressing force like um, without, again, resorting back to just hard muscle contraction and pushing things around is the displacement of that pressure part of what breaks that stalemate. Yeah, for, for me, because pressure is important to have like the body be full of pressure, power. Everything is, is connected inside and it's, it's ideally kind of like one whole piece. Yeah. But just having that alone, um, even though the body will become quite strong and quite um, functional, and yeah, it's going to be hard to bend you or break your structure, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're free inside because sure. often just doing this alone will create a kind of stubbornness inside or yeah. a type of tension that way. Yeah. Um, which is not good either because again, it's still the psyche is still tense. Mm. Um, so learning how to now take that same feeling, but make it softer and more refined and, and something functional without compromising that, that fullness that you had to me, that's kind of the next step with that, where you make this, this fullness, this power functional Mm. Through uh, and a good, I guess, idea at the, least at the beginning for people is weight, mm. because to bring weight to an area, it has to be to bring weight properly. The area has to be full and connected, but uh, at the same time, it can't have any kind of stubbornness or any tension. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So for something to be, uh, and this again is something that can elude some of the my more scientifically minded students in in parts when I teach this as well. It's, it's this idea that um, you know a hand, for example, can only be as heavy as it is. Right? You can't make it heavier. It's in some people's minds, but in reality, we can we can make it lighter by having excessive tension in that arm or not having it full. Right? So in some ways. Um, when you're saying make it heavy, you're saying remove the restrictions that are, that are making it lighter than it actually is. Is that kind of fair to Ex say? Exactly, yeah. Um, just bringing... When the body is connected... See, most people, everyone... Yeah, from, sure, a very basic uh, physical perspective, the body is obviously... It's, it's one connected piece. But internally, and even um, working with the muscles different connective tissues of the body. Hmm. When you start getting into that, you see that it's not really the case. Like, yes, on one hand, it's, it's, it's connected, but there's a lot of blockages. There's one area that has more of something than another. We hold ourselves a certain way. Yeah. So it could be like a muscular spinal tension. Anything that uh, disconnects the body will um, cause this feeling of weakness or emptiness inside, hmm. which is not what... Um, not really what we want to have so there's a lot more to understanding a living body than just the phys physical physiology because there's so much movement happening inside right yeah. blood is constantly flowing um, everything is shifting metabolism's happening like even the cells are letting in things excreting things yeah. there's so much movement happening inside the body and when we can connect this as one kind of integrated piece then we, we find a different feeling where we can actually bring everything into one spot or everything spread out to everywhere. Hmm. So to me, if you want to bring, make your hand heavier, fist heavier, you need to bring that feeling from your whole body into a small part, such as your fist, yeah. but not at the same time, lose it in the rest of your body. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. this way you can actually connect everything together. And the weight doesn't just come from the weight of your fist, but it comes from this power moving through of connection through your whole body. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so how do you, um, so kind of knowing what you know now in your like multiple trips to, um, Moscow and so, and so many years of training with Vladimir and his students in, in Toronto, um, how do you kind of see the, the reasons for kind of the, the progression that most of the time people go through when they study Sistema? Cause it seems like the emphasis is, to initially work on people to get them to relax first, right? Uh, and then get them to understand kind of breathing. And then after that, they tend, they kind of learn in degrees of how to work themselves up to controlling, aligning their bodies and then expressing power, right? And, and 
as some combination of pressure or weight or other things like that. Do you feel like that's an, a necessary kind of series of stepping stones, like that in order to develop um, a sense of pressure and weight, for example, right? And you already have to have a sense of uh, connectedness in the body. You already, already have to have a sense of relaxation of muscles or to know what they're doing uh, and all that kind of stuff. But relaxation on its own is a necessary prerequisite for understanding those other things, but it's insufficient on its own, right? So that's why some people can get stuck at relaxation, right? And, and then be empty and floppy and they, they can't express power and they're, too, and they're easy to control even by somebody who has just physical skill, right? A good wrestler or a good boxer can control somebody who, who can't make that next jump from relaxation to power. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Is, are those, yeah, uh, think- I'm not saying those stepping stones strictly necessary. Do you feel like that's a good progression to go through that first get people to relax their muscular tension then try and get them to work with pressure and then kind of load them up that way? Or is, or is there another way around it? I mean, it can be. And it, it maybe if you're you know, starting a new school and it's, it's a good way to build people up. Hmm. But everybody's individual and, and unique in their own way. And it really depends on the state of the person's psyche again. Because to me, everything comes back to that. Like, we train so much the physical body and systema. And, of course, it's important to, to have that connection. But... Really, it depends on on the person, and and some people, often actually, most people these days are very stressed inside. They're, they don't, they can't feel anything. They don't, yeah, uh, even know where their body is. Really, when you think about it, um, and these people, yeah, you just ha- they have to learn to move their body. They have to learn to find their body, to to breathe deeper into their body, to explore all these concepts because nothing's going to make sense until they can find that that awareness and freedom from there. Mm. But if someone has that, if they're a little bit more aware, then yeah, you can, you can move to different things. I know, you know, it's not up to me to say which one's better, but in, in Moscow, for example, they start people off right at the, the internal work, right? Like there's no, um, yeah. in most cases, they don't, they don't build it up from, from anything else unless like, of course, the person needs that because it's it's always kind of judged based on the person's character and their 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 psyche at that time. Yeah, it seems to me that in other martial arts, right, there's often a pathway that's prescriptive that way, right? With something, mm-hmm. for example, even with something like boxing or judo, right? It's for the first kind of few years of whatever you're doing, it's pretty much just physical work. You're just learning how where to put your hands and feet how balance works, right? <laughs> how to deliver combinations of movements and techniques and things like that. And then later on, it it seems like almost every art, at least at the higher level, gets to a point where the high level proponents are already doing some kind of internal work, right? They're moving towards some understanding of pressure and timing. They're understand, you know, maybe not in the exact same way that we talk about internal work, like all the time, but there seems to be that um, even in jujitsu, right? In recent years, you hear the high up guys just talking about how breathing is everything. And you're like, Okay, well, if breathing is everything, why aren't you teaching your white belts? You know, <laughs> that breathing is really, really important. You know, why do you wait until they get a black belt before you introduce that in some ways? You know, um, but it seems like that that's a prescriptive way of teaching. It's like let's get the physics out of the way, and then maybe once you've kind of exhausted everything that you can on that one, that you start to look at internal work. And then some other martial arts, maybe like Tai Chi and uh, Xingyi and Bagua, that they start with that relaxation in the form of like Qigong and other stuff like that, and then progress through like pushing hands exercises and things like that towards application. So it's like they approach it from different angles. Is there something similar going on with the various ways that people are teaching Systema, do you think? Um, it depends on the school. Um, the the mm-hmm. differences with Systema, there's a, a, a big concept. 
least from my perspective, is that the goal of, of really creating internal um, freedom, like your mind is very free. It's not fixed on anything. And the problem is when you build it up in a certain way, um, it can work great for some people, but some people will start to form attachments to certain ideas. And, and they see this a lot in the systemic community. People, yeah, of course, they come in and they don't, you know, which is natural. They don't understand or they don't know how to do what they're doing. And then they start to get something and they're like, ah, oh, I get it now. And then their progression kind of stops there. Mm. And this could take years or it could be a short period. And, and they kind of just keep practicing it that way. Yeah. Um, because no one's told them to do something different. But really, I think we need to explore ourselves and just see where we need to be and, and um, just keep, keep exploring deeper and deeper, never really getting it. The moment you, un- you think you understand it, yeah. I'd say the moment you don't get it at all. Sure. And um, it's, it's, so it's hard to make something in a very like, specific buildup. It can yeah. work for some people. Hmm. But um, it's easy to form kind of attachments. And I see that a lot in other kind of internal martial arts and some systema schools hmm. or practitioners. Yeah. Um, people get attached to a certain idea and that's kind of that systema to them. Whereas systema is such a huge, you know, idea hmm. that I don't think you can really define it in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to tie it down, right? So <laughs> it's more of an entire way of being and operating than a, than a collection of things to, to do. Yeah. And again, it depends on how you really define Sistema, what it is to you, at least, mm. right? If, if to you, Sistema is just about relaxing and being able to fight, you know, decently, then sure, yeah, you can work at that. But at higher levels, not to, you know, make it uh, talk about strange things people don't understand, but really the goal is to understand connection on a much deeper level than just the physical. Yeah. And to understand that, you know, which is something that is um, backed by new science, that the, the physical body isn't actually real. It's, there's nothing actually there. It's just a, it's an, it's an illusion. And to me, this is a big goal that transitions into the more internal levels of Sistema. That's, that's important. Mm. But if you're practicing it just for years and years, just trying to, you know, get the body to do something specific, mm it might create a good foundation to move into that, or it might create a deep kind of attachment to everything has to be done inside that, that space. To all our listeners and Systema fans around the world, NC Systema have moved all of our regular classes online, live streaming group classes via Zoom, most days at 6.30 p.m. US Eastern Standard Time, plus daytime classes on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. Please consider this an open invitation for you and your students to join us for the duration of COVID, to come together online, and to keep our skills and our groups alive. Payment is on a sliding scale relative to where you're at and what you can afford. Visit ncsystema.com online to sign up today. Join us. Do you feel like, do you feel like sometimes that's where some arts, I mean, even some branches of Systema included, right, but also in some arts that you see, they become almost self-referential, right? They they practice kind of what they what they think the larger message is for so long, and they focus in on one thing um, that they then they start to lose not only their um, practicality in the sense that the attachment to one idea makes them vulnerable to other styles or applications that might be able to exploit that, right? Um, but also it loses they in that lose their capacity to develop you as a person, right? For example, like um, 
in Aikido, which I have a lot of experience with before Sistema, I trained many years and lived in Japan and all of that. Um, It seems that there are many different styles of Aikido that have become kind of stylized dilutions of of one idea. And each kind of style took its own emphasis away from what the founder wanted to emphasize, it seems. Um, And then they practice within their own kind of patterns and their own kinds of ideas. And, And there's kind of powerful ideas and applications within each one of those. But they tend to get almost like a little, you know, a cult. <laughs> you kind, of, you, you, kind yeah. of, you just start playing with people who play the same way and you start to delude yourself about um, what it is that you're doing in some ways. And then by the end of it all, you, you can get a nasty surprise if you get into a fight in an application sense. And then also, you, you know, I feel like maybe I grew more in my early years of studying Aikido as a person than I did in my later years because in the beginning, I didn't think I knew anything. And I was just happy to be learning something new, right? So I was just exploring my own weaknesses and my own relative strengths and then and learning a new language and meeting new people and it exposed me up to new things. And then once I thought I had an idea of what it was and got my black belt and all that kind of stuff and started teaching people, I felt like I had to take a concrete thing and pass it to other people. And then I had to exclude a bunch of things that, that it wasn't. Does that kind of make sense? And in that, I think I probably lost my capacity for, for developing with within Aikido, right? Yet, I I think it's probably possible to study Tai Chi or Aikido for your whole life, as long as you'd stay open to the idea that you're you're using it for for self-development instead of trying to go into a hole of what it is and what it isn't. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's, it's a very common uh, problem in, yeah, Aikido is a great example of that. Um, But in in every martial art, including Sistema, a lot of groups, it's just that it all comes down to why you why you train, right? And everyone has a different reason for why they're training, um, of course. But it's where like you want your training to take you. Some people they just want to be able to you know fight a little better in a street fight or in a brawl they get into. Yeah, and that's fine if they want to do that. Then then you can. But you're you're missing most of the value of Sistema, in my opinion. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. To me, same as with as you were saying, like people, they get an idea and then they start teaching it that way because that's the level of their understanding. And um, yeah, it happens a lot in Aikido. You have, of course, the, the founder mm-hmm. reached a very high level of, of martial arts mastery. Mm. And at least in my opinion, none of the students under him really got near that level. Sure. But a lot of them um, had their own version of, of understanding of what he taught and then that being passed down to another generation started to form different different groups that kind of lost the, the point of the the art in the first place yeah which to me same as with sistema is really if i were to summarize it about um achieving or cultivating true freedom within yourself yeah right like true true inner peace complete freedom or um from a more traditional Sistema perspective, just like a oneness state with God. Yeah. Um, this is this is the point. This is why Michael, Vladimir, and um, all the other masters, to me, why they train, right? It's not to fight better. That's a side effect. Even if they enjoy it or have fun with it. Yeah. Um, or even the health benefits, the side effect of yeah. these things. But if we keep that goal, like such a, a big goal as our kind of um, our heading, then I find it's very hard to get stuck in little things. Sure, you explore this area for a while, you explore this area for a while, mm. but you know that uh, in the end of the day, your goal is that 
that big picture, that true freedom. Yeah. Right. And then we don't need to break it down. Well, this person punches this way or this person punches that way. And this way is better because I see that even in systemic groups. Um, yeah. Different interpretations leading to which one's better, which one's worse, you know, this health side, this health benefit. And, and it's, it's all good stuff. Hmm. But again, any idea that you get stuck to takes you away from that state of freedom. Yeah. Because if you want to look at like even the psyche, like how do you really relieve tension from the psyche? It's, it's about kind of surrendering these ideas that you have hmm. and perspectives that you have and identities that you have. You know, we have all these ideas like I'm, you know, a martial artist or a system practitioner or a system instructor or whatever, you know, in other jobs, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, yeah. I'm a policeman, right? You know, I do this, I like this type of food, I like, I don't like this type of food. And these, all these ideas that define this identity that we form. And hmm. to me, this takes us further and further away from that, that state of freedom, yeah. regardless of how good, you know, that might be. Yeah. Like maybe you, to make a simple example, um, you have this dish that you make or, you, you know, someone that makes or it's at a restaurant you go to and it's the best tasting thing you've ever had. It's, it's just, it's so good. And it really is. Hmm. But to then say that that's the dish that I like and I don't like it this way to me is limiting. You've limited your experience of life because yeah. unless things fit in that exact way that you want them, you're not happy. You're not free. Sure. Become like a stubborn, old, stubborn old person that only goes to the same restaurant and orders the same thing every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just ends up angry and grumpy at the world. <laughs> With everything. It's like, I like, you know, to do this. I like these kind of movies. I like this type of food. Mm. And whenever you start to do that, you start to limit yourself. Because even if that thing is amazing, or like I train Sistema like this, or I, I practice because of this, again, you limit yourself. Mm. And with these ideas, you, you create these identities that then... If it's not like that, you're not happy or, you know, it's not good that way. Or you start to move in a direction that's into something, a certain box. It might be a big box or a little box, depending on your level or what you're doing, but it's still a box. It's still a, a definition. It's still a limitation. Yeah. And I find that's what a lot of people try. Not only does that happen, but they try to do that with their systema. They try to okay, this is how it is, or this is how I'm going to teach it, or this is how, um, you know, Vlad's doing it, or Michael's doing it, or whatever. This is how I think it should be done. And, and, and it creates these, again, these, these kind of boxes that you put your systema in. And that might be a really good box. It might take people really far. It might um, have, have tremendous benefit on people's lives, but it's still a box, and there is a limit to where it can take you and what benefit it can give you. Yeah. Whereas to me, Sistema is about trying your best at least to dissolve this box. Yeah. So there's complete freedom in everything, no matter what the circumstance, situation, anything. You're just as happy when someone's attacking you on the street as you are having, you know, at the best party ever. Yeah. Because your psyche is not attached to any kind of definition of mm. what's enjoyable. You, you sit on your couch all by yourself for the whole night and you're having the best time ever just as much as if you were you know doing whatever you consider the most fun activity yeah it seems like there are like corollaries here between um that kind of philosophy and almost kind of like a 
Buddhist enlightenment philosophy. You know, the idea that the the attachments and the definitions and the labels are the things that make you miserable and make you suffer, right? And if only you could relinquish those and stop labeling everything and just live in the present, then every taste would be as delicious as any other and every feeling would be, you know, different valences of the same kind of feeling tone, you know, and all those kinds of things. And so the goal isn't to become this perfect being that never experiences anything. The goal is to um, kind of relinquish the idea that you're that important, you know, and that, you, that you're part of some bigger whole and that you're always developing. And so, so it seems like a an interesting path to the same end and in those those kinds of eastern philosophies that go towards that um a lot of the time it's the path there is through just pure introspection right you you sit and you breathe and you and you think deeply you meditate on you know certain texts or something like that in, until your mind comes to that realization then you start to behave that way but it's, it seems to me that sistema and at least for, for me it's been this way it's it's been a a process by which you can kind of press prod experiment and feel that happening and, and feel the limitations that your existing ideas are having on you, that you get yourself stuck when you're in a fight or you get yourself stuck when you're in an argument. And and if you do that enough times and there's in enough different contexts with the, with the right instruction and guidance, then you can kind of help yourself to free yourself through interaction with other people in the world. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, System is a very, I guess, um, I don't want to say more practical, but it's a very practical approach to to that same kind of idea. It's it's exploring the state of of freedom, um, but from but with your life, right? Instead of trying to kind of separate yourself, yeah, in that sense, and studying it through, you know, the 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 most stresses that we can accumulate, which. Uh, you tends to be conflict in different forms, whether it's someone trying to kill you or just conflict with within other people and yourself. And we use that because that's something that's very evident and, and straightforward in people's lives. And the more we attain a state of peace with that, hmm. the more we can then understand that that level. Yeah. Not that it doesn't work to isolate yourself and work that way, sure. but um, it's it's it can have its limits depending on, on how far you get, you know, you do maybe a certain type of breathing meditation class, yoga class. I'm not, um, discrediting any of those systems. I I think they all have tremendous value, but you know, for example, not to pick on yoga, but because I love yoga, I haven't done a lot of it, but I do respect it. Um, it's easy to reach a kind of state of kind of tranquility or even peace while you're having, you know, relaxed music playing and you're doing certain stretches, yeah. opening the body, you know, um, everyone's talking to you very calmly. But can you keep that same state while someone's, you know, smacking you in the face or yeah. someone's trying to, you know, threaten you Yeah. Or uh, when things go really rough in your life? Yeah, most people that do yoga probably wouldn't want to find out. <laughs> That's not why they train. <laughs> but, uh, no. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a valid point and it's one that I've... Um, that's actually one that I use when I teach breath work and things to, uh, you know, uh, business groups and corporate groups. So I'm like, there's, there's other ways of relaxing. You can remove yourself from the situation. You can, you know, um, you can go to a, your happy place, put on your whale music, do your other things. But not many of us have the luxury in the, in the modern world of just removing ourselves and retreating and changing the stimulus. And instead, it's much more valuable to be able to change the way you behave in response to the external world, right? Change your relationship to it. And that's, that's a, that's a more powerful skill. Yeah, exactly. And when you can find a, a state of peace within a very stressful situation, then 
you know, you understand that level to a much higher degree, in, in my opinion. Or at least you have the, it's, it's, it's more likely that you'll understand them because it, you can still achieve it the other way. Yeah, definitely. I'm reminded of um, a past interview I did with uh, Edgar Sekuls from, um, from New York City, just down there. Uh, system of Manhattan, rather, and he was saying how he went to a seminar with Michael in Japan, uh, one of his many seminars there, and uh, that there was a Zen master, a famous Zen master, that came to the uh, to Michael's seminar, and he was like listening and talking to Michael, and Michael was talking to him about a few things, and through a translator, the, uh, the Zen master said, "But this is." this is Zen, like Sistema is Zen, right? And uh, Michael apparently said, yeah, it is, um, it is, right? <laughs> it's just a different way, um, but it's also something else. And uh, and Eggers said that he was fascinated that that happened and that the the guy kind of realized that his mindset was the same as the one they were cultivating. But then Eggers also said the guy couldn't do anything, you know, with his body. <laughs> he realized Zen with his mind, but he couldn't do anything under pressure with it because he's, his body didn't exib- exhibit it. And so Eggers interestingly sort of said in a way system is kind of like a zen in the body you know it's an embodied zen which i thought was kind of interesting way of putting it yeah 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 great so uh, so what's next for you are you uh doing uh, obviously things are locked down a little bit for travel and stuff like that so it might be difficult for you to go back to moscow and um hq toronto hq right now is kind of a bit shut down are you going to be teaching more uh online classes and workshops that people might have the benefit of going to yeah i have um Another three planned for um, actually starting next or this coming Sunday and then the following two Sundays. Um, same idea. Okay. Um, they're and, on the same themes or are they different? They're, they're going to be different, uh, similar themes. The first one will be um, breathing again, but a different kind of um, different different exercises, different kind of concepts, exploring breathing on a, from another perspective, I guess. Still Sistema, but just another way to um, bring it all together yeah, and um, to use that to kind of create a feeling inside of, of power in your, within yourself. Um, mm. And then the next one is on movement, but again, this is going more into internal movement. So not moving from the way that we think we, we move. And I think it's important that people understand the difference because uh, when you do internal work, the body moves, but when you move the body, the internal doesn't necessarily move and often doesn't um, if you just think of moving the body. Mm. There's a big uh, separation there. And so it's kind of, the goal is to kind of bridge that gap or to, to make that transition of understanding how to generate movement from something other than the physical, of course, still moving the physical body. Yeah. Right. From um, that place. And the third one? And the third one will be kind of putting this all together into, um, as best we can, because it'll be solo, but into incorporating it into striking and um, applications this way. Wow. Sounds like a great, uh, great little trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I like doing them kind of in, in a set like that, just to see how it, um, it can progress. Excellent. And how do people find out about that and uh, find you online and sign up? Um. I have, uh, if you go to my website, um, guyandheart.com, there's a newsletter there. And if you sign up, um, I can send you all the info from any kind of events. Yeah. Or if people find me or they know me on Facebook or anywhere like that, you can just message me directly and I'll send you the uh, links or the info. Great. Okay. Yeah, I'll, and, put, uh, I'll, put, yeah. I'll put a link to your website on the uh, show notes for this episode so people can uh, just click through from there. Great, yeah. And we're, we always... Um, 
record the session. So if, if you can't make it at the same time or you missed it and you forgot about it or something, you can still, same thing, just, just send me an email or message and um, yeah, we can send you the recording, same price. Excellent. Nice. Well, I'll very much look forward to uh, to uh, attending some more of those seminars in the weeks ahead. I've, I've got a lot out of the ones you've done already. So uh, so looking forward to what you've got to share next. I really thank you for your um, for your time, Jamie, and also for for your insights. You know, you've, you're very generous with the knowledge that you've worked so hard hours and hours every day since you were four to attain so it's great it's it's you're a person of value in the martial arts world quite quite um quite beside the um the benefits that people are getting from training systemic specifically so thanks very much for everything that you do oh thank you um yeah to me like really the the motivation behind this is just i, I feel that it it's benefited me a lot and i feel it has the potential to benefit you know many people so yeah i just try to share what i can and, and do what i can to to help people with that um but thank you, Glenn, for, for this interview, um, for everything you do in that sense and, you know, bringing all this stuff to different audiences and interviewing all kinds of great Sistema teachers. Cool. Yeah, well, we're, we're all doing what we can. It's, it's good to do something positive in the, in the state of the world right now, right? <laughs> Try to yeah, bring some positive, constructive efforts to the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's needed for yeah. sure. Great, mate. Well, thanks once again. I'll, I'll uh, look forward to training with you again very soon, remotely, and hopefully not too far away in person. Okay, sounds great. Cheers, mate. All the best. All right, have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com.